Hey, welcome back to Imani Talks Astrology. I am your host, Imani. Um, this episode we'll be talking about Libra season. Uh not necessarily kind of like the you know, there there are ways that people talk about things all of the time, and I try not to do that because it's boring. Um, but in it being Libra season, talking more about connectedness that being a kind of catalyst to talk more about the other seasons as well. Um, this is definitely something that I've kind of lightly touched on in my, in the collectively stuck at Capricorn, um, episode at this point, we're probably like collectively stuck at Libra because, uh, as a society, we're failing each other in so many ways uh but let's not talk about that right now we'll talk about that later um so yes libra season and venus retrograde uh and so hopefully this provided some sort of practical advice um not necessarily advice but practical insight um or just regular ass insight as well as usual if you you can follow me um on twitter and instagram you woman you readings i do them dm me i'm open it's fun it's exciting at least to me it is um thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoy this episode as much as i enjoyed making it thank you So, I am going to talk about Virgo season now, um, so that I do not ever have to talk about it ever again. Um, (laughs) At least until next year. We made it. We made it. Um, Virgo season isn't easy. I think I kind of put that in perspective in the last video, not video, uh, episode. I talked about Virgo season and the, you know, vacillating loop that your mind kind of gets sent into. And so that puts us at two different points. Um, Of course, with everyone kind of lying in the middle, people who are still stuck in that vacillating loop and haven't really put all the pieces together and are kind of really still working through that now, or they just kind of got out of that. Um, or people who were able to figure it out, see it for what it was, um, in the first couple of weeks of Virgo season, um, put it to rest in a way, um, and be able to move on. Um, and I, I say the first couple of weeks, um, because as if we all look at the sky right now, um, you'll notice at the beginning the beginning and end of um most seasons um have been very hectic because all of the planets for the most part have been in like the first decan or the first 10 10 15 degrees of each sign right so after that um we'll see that there are less aspects in the sky so therefore you know less kind of harsh aspects being activated and having to kind of deal with that. Um, which is also why we see that there are so many void moons or the moon is void for so long. Um, of course, within the next couple of months or so, as planets kind of keep moving, Saturn, Jupiter, 
all that good stuff, um, we will start to see that change a little bit. Um, however, of course, it takes a while for outer planets to move. Um, welcome to Libra season. Um, happy birthday to all the Libras, all of you, every single one of you. Yes, even you. Um, Libra season. Um, I don't want to get too much into necessarily what Libra season is about because it is kind of, it's pretty straightforward. Um, there are lots of people who are kind of talking about that. I, I do want to put into perspective why this part of the year is extremely important. I kind of touched on that a little bit in the, the post I made on Instagram. Um, but this is a very pivotal part of the year um, for, for many reasons. Um, but I guess I will characterize Libra a little bit. Um, Libra is known, of course, for being extremely charming <laughs> and, um, it's really funny. I feel like everyone has, ha has like a Libra story. And if you don't, you're doing everything wrong. Right. Um, they definitely know how to charm the fuck out of any and everybody. Um, and that's part of, you know, who they are and what makes them them. Um, they are opposite of Aries, of course. Aries, war, aggressive, fighting, anger, assertion. Um, Libras are a lot more calculated um, because of their, they're an air sign, so air signs, of course, are about social interaction. Um, so kind of understanding people um, enough to be diplomatic um, and understanding and knowing that you can use your charm and wit and social graces um, to get what you want um, or to get people to do what you need them to do, um, right? Rather than like yelling at them or screaming at them or whatever the fuck else us Aries do, right? Um, with that um, and with the reputation that they have for being extremely nice, um, and oftentimes it can be seen as very superficial too, right? Um, which makes sense. Um, Venus is a very surface level and superficial sign. Um, or planet. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, Libra is also nicknamed the Iron Fist in the Velvet Glove. People definitely um, underestimate Libra's. If you've had Libra friends before, you know exactly how they operate. <laughs> They're really great at starting mess um, and then walking away and everyone is yelling at each other and they just walk away and they're laughing, right? Um, again, because of that calculation, that understanding of people um, in a way that most of us cannot understand people. Um, understanding people on the surface level is what Libra about, while Scorpio, which is our next sign, is understanding people below the surface, seeing and understanding the motivating factors beneath them. Um, all of those things, which is, I'll talk more about that when I talk about um, Venus retrograde. Um, I think a very great example of the uh, velvet glove in the, or the velvet the iron fist in the velvet glove is Cardi B. 
Um, she is the perfect example of a Libra, a very fiery Libra, but she is a, um, not literally, I don't know what her chart looks like. Um, but in terms of, you know, being able to kiki and laugh and hee hee, I'm so funny. Everyone loves me. LOL. I'm so charming and amazing. People are just gawk over me and I'm awesome, but I'm also about that action. Right. Um, and understanding that, you know, we saw what was this like three weeks ago, two, three weeks ago now with the whole Nicki Minaj thing um, where they fought well she was trying to fight her um, and I feel like that is and even the the type of person she is when she's rapping as well um, or the things that we oftentimes see her saying um, on so no what was it that um, the the when she was on Love and Hip Hop and um, please, please go look up this video. Um, and she threw the shoe at the, when she threw the shoe <laughs> at that girl, um, when she was screaming at that, the, the video, she's like screaming, like, what was the reason? Like, if you have to look it up. Anyway, this was also a really good example of like someone who is going to be very courteous with you um, and is going to be very kind um, in the way that they address you, you know, if going back to the Nicki Minaj situation, I think maybe it was a couple months ago where there was a, a picture of them together and you could kind of see that Cardi was kind of like faking the smile and it wasn't very, a very genuine smile, right? Um, under that, it's like a, okay, we're out in public, you know, even on the, when she was on the radio kind of talking about, you know, when people ask her about her and Nicki, it's kind of like, you know, it's nothing, we don't need to talk about that. We don't need to worry about that. Like, it's okay. Like, leave it alone. You know, being very, you know, our, in a way, kind of like our business is our business. We're going to keep it between us um, until it gets to the point where you have disrespected me and you have taken me to a point where now I have to put aside all of the social rules that I am doing you a favor by following because you're being disrespectful and you're crossing the line. So now at this point, you're being unfair. I'm going to have to be the equalizer, right? Um, and so that is the other side of Libra that I, that is my favorite part <laughs> of Libras, honestly, because, you know, again, being the, you have to remember the, each sign is also to a certain, also to a certain extent integrates parts of the opposite sign within it as well. Um, that faculty, um, exists within that individual. That is the, if, you know, Libra is your first house, the seventh house is going to be the sign that's opposite from you. That is what image you can project onto other people, right? So when the time is necessary, if you have to be, you can be someone who, unlocks that um kind of uh Aries like savagery when necessary again in terms of maintaining the fairness of a situation when someone crosses the lines of um what is socially acceptable that is when um the glove comes off to be honest all right um I'm going to take a quick break I know we just got started there's so much to talk about you guys um, and I will be back to talk more about Libra season.
So, one other other quick example of the um, the iron fist and the velvet glove, uh, maybe, <laughs> and it's kind of very literal, right? Um, if we think about. So, of course, I had... Was it last episode I had my... Yes, I did have... No, the two episodes ago, the Capricorn episode, I had my um, Avengers Infinity War reference. I will bring another one back to talk about another character very briefly. Um, Thanos. Perfect example of the savage tree of the Libra. All right? Weird dude obsessed with balancing out the world. Um, (laughs) pretty self-explanatory, right? Um, and so going back into the, um, that's why I didn't record because I hadn't looked up this thing yet. Okay. Um, I'll do it as I talk to you. So going back to what I was saying about, um, this time of year being incredibly important, um, for, many different reasons right um the transition from pisces to aries and both the transition to from virgo to libra um are very important turning points in terms of astrology um or the astrological year of course the the first one being the vernal equinox when spring occurs and everything is reborn um and then of course fall equinox right now when everything starts to die (laughs) um and we make our way um through the darkest part of the year very interesting um that the year gets darker during this time of year because what is more mysterious and unknown to us than what is happening within other people to a certain extent we don't even really completely understand the things that are happening in ourselves which we kind of explore during this time leading into Scorpio season definitely in Scorpio season but it's very clear and obvious when you look around um, the way that the ways that the, how our lives kind of intersect with one another, how our world or how our personal lives are affected by the things that other people are doing. Um, but um, still, um, there is so much unknown and unexplored in terms of the potential for the things that we can do collectively. Um, and this is the time of year where we explore that or where we start to explore that. I really love all the air sign seasons. I am so excited for Aquarius season. You do not understand it is months away, but I'm very excited to talk to you all about the commodification of, um, even Sagittarius season, the last four, um, it will be very interesting to talk about this relationship that we have with the relationships that we have with each other, um, whether that is one on one 
or the relationships that communities, nations, villages, whatever, you know, groupings um, that we put together between people, the relationships that they have with one another and the potential for what those things can formulate and how they do, how they do come in to, to be, if that makes any sense. And so when we're tracking, when we're transitioning um, from Pisces season to Aries season, so Dane Rudyard, if you, or Dan, Dane, yes, um, if you ever have a, the opportunity to buy a copy of his book, An Astrological Mandala, you should. You can also access it online on Mindfire. Um, so if you just type in Dane Rudyard, and Astrological Mandela, you will find the entire text online. Um, amazing astrologer. The book is rather expensive, but if you are someone who is seriously studying astrology and someone who would like to add um, perspective in the way that you are able to understand um, people's charts, the general chart of the world, whatever it may be, it can definitely deepen your understanding um, of astrology and provide you with more tools to be able to use it in a very practical way. So he refers to the transition from Pisces season to Aries season as the process of individualization. Um, he refers to the groups, the signs together in groups of three um, he calls the first act, um, which is the first three signs. Remember, if you've been listening, you're already hip and the, the dots are probably connecting or there's like an aha in your mind. There is a reason why I talk about what we point we are getting to based on the work that we have done in the previous seasons. I think I summarized it all in the last one differentiation is the first act so Aries season Taurus season Gemini season um, so in the process of individualization we in re this response from Pisces to Aries again each sign being response to the previous one is moving from the very elusive and kind of undefined um, collective energy to a more kind of concentrated and pointed um, individual identification, right? Um, moving from the matchbox to the single match that can be lit. Um, in transit transitioning um, from Virgo season to Libra season, he refers to this as the process of collectivization. Everything from this point forward, everything that we have been working up to at this point has been to now separate from the self. To use the things that we have learned and understood and can understand about ourselves for everyone else. Um, and in another text that I will reference, um, Astrology for the Absolute Beginner, it's a workbook um, that teaches you how to, um, what's it called, interpret your own birth chart is amazing. It is by Mark Mann. If you can find a copy, buy it. Buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it. 
It's very difficult to find. I have a signed copy. It's awesome. Um, of course, it was published and signed before I could even completely understand what astrology really was. Um, and so he refers to the idea of each personal planet being a development potential. So a tool that you have the potential to kind of develop, right? Um, and each season, each sign, each astrological transit through the, the 12 different signs, through the 12 different houses, being an opportunity to kind of grow and tailor and refine this particular part of yourself. And he does a very amazing job of really breaking down what these different developmental, I guess, like the developmental cycle really is. Again, so going from Aries to Virgo, it is that process of individualization. You are figuring out everything for you. Around Virgo season, you are tying up the loose ends and organizing all of the information that you have learned and can understand about yourself to make your life that much more efficient um, and practical um, and to practice the um, discernment um, that you need to not only understand yourself but to understand how to kind of take on the world and in Libra season is when you take on the world what you'll probably notice um, around this time now whatever you planted the seeds for back in Gemini season um, in terms of the activities that you found yourself participating in, things that you found yourself learning, the all of the information that you were absorbing and bouncing off of other people, um, all of that is kind of coming back at you. Um, why is that? Again, air signs, right? And the air sign houses. So the third house of communication now connected to the seventh house of partnerships, of business relationships. Um, so making the smart connection, so being very intentional about your communication, utilizing that faculty to communicate, to learn, to express yourself, um, to be able to bring in the things that you need, right? Using charm, using wit, using social graces, to be able to gather the people um, that you need um, to kind of take whatever types of steps it is, whether that is you are trying to, it was a really funny tweet I saw maybe like 20, 30 minutes ago where someone's like, everybody wants, well, it's not funny, but like, it was like, everybody wants love and money. That's a very Libra thing. That's a very Venusian thing, right? Um, where we see that Venus is not only about partnerships and relationships and love and sensuality and femininity, but it's also about money, value systems, um, again, beauty, all of those things kind of form, find their way into this one kind of bag of things. So all of the things that you did in Virgo, not Virgo season, Gemini season, were kind of practice your... Um, Virgo season, again, Gemini and Virgo being two, you know, both mutable signs, so they naturally have a the square um, or conflict between them 
having the same kind of desire of changeability and flexibility. However, Virgo is looking to say, hey, give me the information that you have, that you've received. Let me condense it into something that you can use and then passes it on to Libra so that you can, again, utilize um, that part um, of yourself and those aspects of yourself to further whatever it is that you may have, whether you're trying to get married, whether you're trying to get money, whether you're trying to start a business, whatever it may be now is the time to really work on that um, and really kind of see you kind of like reap the, the benefits of all the kind of like hard work that you're putting in in terms of whatever that thing is, right? Um, so again, this second half of the year being very um, less about you and more about everyone else, um, which is why the sun in Libra is such a difficult placement because again the or even in the 11th house too I've done lots of readings for 11th house suns lately um or very Aquarian folks as well um everything is about everyone else the the sun is representative of the totality of self it is representative of individuality so when your individuality is really based on taking care of everyone else and not and making sure that everybody else is good and really trying to use the skills that you have for other people it can be very easy to forget about yourself um but one thing that i i will say or at least in what i have noticed about libras is that they're very great at being selfish <laughs> whether they'll admit it or not um, whether they're being selfish in a positive way or a negative way, that is a completely different story. Um, but it is something that they're able to do. Again, having that uh, projected self be the Aries, right? Understanding how to take for them. So again, using the skill of diplomacy and, um, and charm to work for yourself. Um, but also using it because you know that within the connections that you're making, again, with diplomacy, you're creating things that are, or doing or making things that are mutually beneficial to both parties. Both people are able to take something away from this um, that's ultimately benefiting them and good for them. To further break this down, um, the... How Mark Mann, in this other book that I have just described to you, um, describes the first through sixth house is in terms of personal development. Um, and then, of course, spiritual community, social development um, is the two spiritual community, social development are the other two main parts um, in sign 7 through 12 so Libra through Pisces um and he again he does a very great job of breaking it down and it's just like the the zodiac wheel and circle where it's you know kind of split in half and I might post pictures of this like online or something like on my twitter or something so that you all can see um splitting it off into the two um breaking it down further into the four again because we are um but we not only are able to split the signs into the two halves, but also into the seasons that they're a part of as well, right? All of the spring signs are Aries, Taurus, Gemini. 
um, this being the development of our personal drive and ability to satisfy physical needs. Um, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, our summer signs. Um, development of all of our personal sense of security, confidence, and self-expression in preparation to relate to others on an equal one-to-one basis. What is that? That is Libra season. Literally, Cancer through um, Cancer through Leo is prep. Cancer through Virgo is preparation for Virgo season, for Libra season. Notice that. Each season is preparing you for the next cardinal season. That was the kind of key words that I see in the word, right? Being able to fulfill your physical needs. That is your fourth house. That is your home. That is your how you are emotionally satisfied. It is your moon um, part of yourself. Relating to others on a one-to-one basis. That is what Libra is about. It is the partnerships. It is the business relationships um, that you formulate with each other, right? Um, It is the dual relationships that you create with other people. Um, From Libra season, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, development of our capacity to relate to and join with others in meaningful, social, equal relationships. This is the very important part. Um, And this is why I had that episode where we talked about being collectively stuck at Capricorn. Because we cannot, for some fucking reason, figure out how to be diplomatic with one another on a one-to-one basis. We also don't have the ability (laughs) or have hurt our own ability or repressed that's a better word given that Scorpio season is what I'm kind of talking about um repressed our abilities to really again delve in below the surface I I too with a certain extent I think the the Libra thing the superficial relationships that we're able to create with one another we're there But when we get to the core, right, to the really deep down inside and all of the, again, underlying motivations behind everything, um, the trauma, the hurt, the fears, the pain, all of that is Scorpio. And all of that is kind of, well, you know what I mean? If we think about our society, mental health is extremely stigmatized um, to talk about. Um, to a certain extent, being emotional um, and having healthy ways to deal with our emotions um, is not necessarily something that we see very often with anyone, regardless of their gender, even though it's very obvious that of the two genders, one has it figured out a, a little bit more than the, not the two genders, but of the I feel like you understand what I'm saying. (laughs) I'm trying to be shady without being explicitly shady, but you you get it. Um, it, So we're stuck there. So some of that is missing. Um, the, The trauma is there, the repression is there, but nothing there is there to work through it, right? Still the scorpion, 
barely the eagle, definitely not the phoenix. Um, if we're kind of talking about the levels to Scorpio evolution um, and that evolution within ourselves, right? We get to Sagittarius um, because the positive way that we have the potential to utilize Scorpio is not there. We are able to embrace some of the more negative things associated with Sagittarius and Jupiter, period. Hypocrisy, um, being moralist or lawless or being extreme in the ways that we um, expect others to act. Um, setting a, a fake this is again in the realm of hypocrisy but set, having a fake moral compass right um, very do as I say not as I do um, kind of sign when not positively expressed so if we can't think about or create relationships with each other that are um, not just okay on a surface level, but are rooted in a deep understanding of each other's wounds, um, a healing of each other's wounds, and being able to utilize that um, to create um, laws and ideas and expectations about what our future together could be and together meaning all of us if we can't do that when we get to capricorn aquarius pisces we have a problem we have a problem because this is where institutions come into play this is where we start to create the systems um, that govern all of us Again, going back to what he said in the, in the text, development of the capacity to relate to and join with others in meaningful, social, equal relationships. We're fucked up there already. We move to Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces. Development of our capacity to relate to our personal expression, to the larger transpersonal realities community, social causes, spiritual realities. That's the last part of it. So it seems like this is the time of year that we need to focus a little bit more on. So that when we get to Aries season um, in March of next year, we're able to get there with the perspective of the collective, the very honest perspective of the collective, needed to improve the self. So by the time that we get back to this point next year, we can start to see the ways that we can personally take action to create a better world and environment for all of us. The real work starts now. Um, but I'll also say in Pisces season that, or the end of Pisces season, that the real work starts then too. Two very different times of year, two very different focuses. That being said, moving forward, a lot of the content 
um, that I will provide um, in relation to each season is going to be less personalized because we need to start thinking about other people right now um, so that next year we can start to think about ourselves, right? So again, right now we have entered the process of collectivization from me and I to we and us, all right? I'm gonna take a break. Um, When I come back, I'm going to talk about Venus Retrograde. Thank you for listening. And I'm back two, almost three weeks later to finish um, this episode. Um, This is been fairly difficult to record this the second part um again we're talking about venus retrograde um for many reasons i've been really distracted um by a lot of things um both personal and also well all of it is personal um because there is no separation between um uh things being impersonal and things being about everyone else Right. We don't end at our fingertips. We um, are all a part of each other, which I've talked about briefly before, right? Um, and so, you know, been in my feelings for like weeks and like not really able to like get to like the root of like why or like what it is that's like making me feel that way and I'm realizing it's a really big clusterfuck of a lot of things and as I slowly kind of like unravel each thing being able to see ah this was connected to this oh this was connected to this um Chiron is kicking my ass if you're an Aries Chiron is probably kicking your ass too probably been lots of crying you know all cardinal signs um probably having a relatively difficult time now but of course Aries and then Libra sun moon rising um having that really kind of tough time there um and so I love how this part of the episode is really going to tie perfectly into what we just talked about in terms of Libra season and and even a bit about kind of Scorpio season and how that leads us to the final four signs of the year and how, again, we're getting further and further away from self, but also really understanding that being... Being and understanding the self is understanding and being everyone else at the same time, um, if that makes sense. And I feel like Venus retrograde in many ways is really going to put that in perspective. Um, Not just because it's a Venus retrograde, but because it's a Venus retrograde in Scorpio. Um, Just to kind of talk about that as a background before I get into the the part where I hope I don't cry. Um, so Venus retrograde, of course, we're familiar with all of the types of retrogrades, um, started, um, 
back on the 5th of October. I know I'm a couple days late. I had the intention of like, oh, I'm going to put it out the day before. It's going to be so great. Universe is like, girl, shut the fuck up. You have things that you need to see and you need to know so that you can then share things with people. Um, Usually I don't really try to be very structured or like really write notes about things. But this time I felt kind of compelled to. um, And in doing that, there was a kind of more profound understanding and awareness of Venus retrograde and also allowing me to talk about it in a way that I don't feel like a lot of people are. Um, Of course, Venus is the planet of uh, relationships. It's the planet of beauty, harmony, femininity. Um, More importantly, and the the things that I will talk about now, it's also the planet of self-image and self-esteem. How you value yourself. Again, Venus is also money too, but value systems, how you value things that you value in the world and how you value yourself um, because the things that you value in the world are very evident or very um, can indicate things that you value that you within yourself or also things that you value that you find that you lack right um that hurt my feelings to say that but yeah it's true um and so of course you know with retrogrades the old flings come back you are the old fling that comes back (laughs) um it was funny when I was thinking about what I was going to talk about before it was going to be a lot about like oh like don't be that person like who hits that person up and like da 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 and I'm just kind of like you know if if it's with positive intention it's fine right Um, But more importantly, when you feel compelled to, or when you have someone on your mind, so like lots of times what will happen with retrogrades is during the shadow period, um, the shadow period started, ooh, the one thing I didn't write down. It started back when um, Venus was still in Libra at 25 degrees Libra. Gonna get there though. Um, So since like the... Mid-September, I want to say, if not even earlier than then, um, than that, um, I think maybe even the beginning of September, because I think it was like the end of Virgo season, um, or even during, because like, of course, when a planet retrogrades, it's um, the how it moves slows down like ridiculously, like if you look at an ephemeris, I'm sorry if that word went over your head, um, did that sound condescending? It wasn't meant to be, um, so you know, people kind of coming to your mind or like, you know, you kind of like going back and forth in your mind about this person or, you know, someone that you haven't thought about in a while, they just, their name or something that reminds you of them just kind of pops up and you're like, oh, okay, interesting, you know, and then you start seeing more things and then, you know, gets to a point where like, okay, this person's, the idea of this person cannot escape me. And then all of a sudden, you know, you, maybe you make it through the retrograde and on the other end, they're like, hey girl, like I'm here. And you're like, holy shit. Like, why is this person here? It's never about being with that person. It is always about something within you and something that you need to learn. Um, something about, again, your self-worth, um, more than relationships, fuck that. I don't even think that fucking part of it really matters. In my personal opinion, if it does for you, then it does. If it does not for you, then it does not. Um, And so they're just being, again, this really great and amazing time to really stop 
and slow down and take a second look and really take away what it is that you need um, from the situation, from that experience that you had with that person, being able to understand something or see something about yourself that maybe wasn't as clear to you the first time that you did it. I'm currently in this really annoying situation where I'm still working through things with people that I cut off back in May. And was the decision correct? Yes. However, it was done um, preemptively, right? And so there being things that I need to see and do with the situation in terms of, I guess... I guess I'll just kind of talk about this, but in terms of the honesty that I have to have with myself about my feelings um, and being comfortable, being very forthcoming about the way that I feel, um, regardless of the response that comes from the person and knowing that it's more about me being true and honest with myself um, and putting out, uh, being able to, you know, love unconditionally. Um, without the expectation that 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 will be returned, which is a really kind of annoying thing to kind of learn and understand. Um, But as someone who has lots of Jupiter, uh, very heavy Jupiter in their chart, I am all about universal love and uh, unconditional love. And as a very heavy Neptunian person as well, that's just part of the reason why I'm here, which is really fucking annoying. Anyway, and so having to understand that and see that and really initiate annoyingly um, the situations with said people to really get into this point and understanding that um, the place that that comes from in terms of reflection of self-esteem and self-worth is feeling that my feelings or how I feel or my love is not valid unless it is reciprocated Um, and understanding that it goes beyond that, right? So those are the types of things, you know, of course that thing for everyone is incredibly different, but those are the type of things that we look at and we understand during Venus retrograde. Um, Understanding where some of these ideas that we have about ourselves come from. Um, Again, this is a Scorpio Venus retrograde. It doesn't get any deeper than that. Um, And it's even scarier to see some of the ways that this has manifested on the in the in the world stage again you know and i think that also has been what has made it very difficult to record this podcast i'm going to stop right there so that i can kind of get into some of the kind of general things to note um so again venus retrograde the shadow i don't know when it started but it's been a while you can look that up look up shadow period venus retrograde and it will be like the first thing that pops up um you know so what was I saying getting lost in my mind thinking about things not related to what I'm talking about right now anyway so Venus is going to be in um Scorpio until January of next year which sounds like a long time, but it's not because once it's Halloween, after it's Halloween, it's Thanksgiving, then it's Christmas, and then it's 2020, right? Um, and so <laughs> I know that next year is 2019. Um, so until January 2019, Venus retrograde uh, typically lasts 40 days and 40 nights. Um, a um, phrase or, you know, time length that is very um, 
used a lot, especially within religious texts and religious stories and even within mythology um, and folklore as well, right? Um, funny enough, the first thing that I thought of when I heard that was Noah's Ark um, and bringing two of each animal on board. And when we think about the idea of, again, Venus ruling Libra, right? Ooh, that's another level to kind of get into of why this is so deep and why it's so intense. Um, Venus ruling uh, Libra, Libra, the scales, the balancing, the harmonizing, in harmony, having to, right, duality. Um, so kind of seeing that idea of in, in order to harmonize and rebalance the world, it took 40 days and 40 nights. In order to harmonize ourselves... <laughs> Through this, you know, again, Venus is the self-esteem, is the, the self-worth, but it is also the way that we bring harmony and balance to our lives. And so we have our 40 days and 40 nights to um, really, I guess, navigate treacherous waters, endless storms, to really get to this point within ourselves where we are able to find and seek harmony and I don't think there's any sign that is better for this than Scorpio so both Libra and Scorpio uh let me not deviate let me let me go back to this part really quickly and so the retrograde will be lasting until November 16th um, where it will end at 25 degrees and, you know, I don't remember the minutes, but 25 degrees Libra. Um, and so it will leave its shadow on December 17th. So about a month later. Um, and so we have all that amazing time. So, and I think in total, it would give us about maybe 80 days. Woo. When I say it like that, it sounds really intense. About 80 days in which we're kind of working through this, um, this energy of this sign, um, and so on Halloween, um, what's it called? To kind of take you on a timeline of some of the major, um, what are they called? The major aspects that will happen during this time. Um, so there will be a conjunction to Mercury. Um, so Mercury just, no, tomorrow, no, Thursday, the 8th, no. Oh my God, I'm so confused. So Thursday of this week, today is the 9th. Oops. Um, so in two days, I don't know what day, was that the 11th? Maybe, yes, the 11th. So Thursday the 11th, um, Mercury is going to enter Scorpio. Um, so again, the communication and the dredging up of some of the really kind of deep, unspoken and un seen parts of ourself are kind of like bubbling up to the surface I think it's a really big time for people to be triggered um by the things that people say because lots of people aren't necessarily trying to say things to hurt you but lots of times you'll find during this transit or during you know Scorpio transits in general people saying things you know the, that Scorpio paranoia right um where you think that somebody is trying to you know say something slick to you or you're trying to read between the lines and see what somebody's saying and all that you kind of find and see there is that you're really just triggered by the words that they said because it woke up something within you right so that is the kind of energy of mercury and scorpio 
and it's kind of on the October 15th, it will be kind of the first aspect, um, one of the major ones where we see there is a conjunction between Venus and Mercury. So again, maybe on that day or the days leading up to it, really having interactions with with peoples and other people or communicating or your thought process really kind of like dredging up some of these things and kind of eating and gnawing at this part of yourself that you're being asked to kind of look through and so I guess it's important to really talk about why it's important that Venus that you know what's important about the Scorpio aspect of this um both Libra and I guess I was supposed to talk about that when I was trying to say that I shouldn't um both Libra and Venus are about connecting um whereas the connection that Libra does is definitely a lot more superficial and surface level. It's like, oh, you know, we both work in government and we both, oh, let me introduce you to my friend Sally because Sally is really great or da-da-da-da-da. Um, whereas Scorpio connection is my, I don't know, I'm trying not to say something that's too intense or like you know um I should probably try to not not do that because things in Scorpio are intense right um you know my mother uh came to this country when I'm just making this story up when she was 15 to escape um you know terrorism and and harm that was being happening to our people in my in our country um, she came here to make a better life for all of us. Um, and so because of that, I work in government and I do this work. I work to do, you know, maybe in this example, immigration policy um, about protecting women um, because this is something that resonates with me deeply and it is related to a wound that not only I face, but a wound of my family and of my people, right? that's the Scorpio connection, right? And the, the connection part is someone else is like, you know what, that's why I'm here too. And I understand and I feel you. Um, that is the the level of kind of intensity and in the connection where again, it is not surface level. It is everything that you cannot see about a person that shapes the reason why they're brought into that room and brought into that space. Do you understand why Scorpios are so like mysterious? Um, and why they keep trying to read people. They're very, not that everyone hasn't gone through things, but coming into, especially people who were born, who are Scorpios, born during Pluto in Scorpio, there is a very large amount of uh, kind of uh, karma or even generational trauma that has to be worked through through this individual. Um very scary um but also so much potential and opportunity there as well hard aspects of pluto too um so the tauruses and the uh aquarians and the leos right um and so that's the with venus you know venus isn't is rules the opposite sign which is taurus as well as um libra so we're in a Libra ruled, we're in a Venus ruled sun sign season with Venus retrograde, right? So not only do we have the potential to have a really positive season right now, but also it can tear us a new asshole too, because, you know, the planetary ruler is, is headed backwards and it's kind of really at a, a struggling point. Um, and so naturally, 
Scorpio is ruled by Mars, um, as well as, you know, in modern astrology, it's ruled by Pluto. Understandably so. Um, I'm kind of in between on whether which I believe I feel like at this time it's both. Um, And maybe my mind will change about that soon or eventually. Um, And so knowing that and kind of so Scorpio being that um, the feminine expression of Mars what does that even mean right all of that rage and anger internalized right and so where you find that the issue itself is an inner turmoil again where Aries has its motivation from something external related to the self um that same thing is found in Scorpio where it's that internal rage and passion and fire uh, brought about by experiences are used or transformed into something greater than self, right? The really big thing with, big lesson with um, Scorpio that I love so much. So it's, I, I might have mentioned this in a previous episode, but you know, Scorpio is a fixed sign. Um, and it's very odd that it is a fixed sign when the words associated with Scorpio are like transformation and like rebirth and da 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 like nothing about those words says really screams fixed to me fixed being stability right um and the thing that we learn from Scorpio is that we the only thing that is constant fixed is change and what we also kind of learn um ah I was thinking this a couple days ago and now I can't even remember it let's just take that jet for what it is right um and so in seeing and, and and kind of understanding that um knowing that the experiences that we have um can be transmuted yeah I definitely talked about this I talked about alchemy right um transmuted into something greater and um and something that can really benefit us right as a collective and can really destroy um some of the the barriers and blockages that we place within ourselves um, and also the ones that are very um reflective of some of the blockages um and destructive points that are in the world and so as we as American, you know, speaking to you as an American, um, and you're probably an American listening to this as well. If you're not, hey, um, this last couple of weeks have been very difficult. Um, and I, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, um, the Supreme Court nomination of, uh, Kavanaugh. Um, and, The thing, so back last year, around September of last year, we had um, Jupiter enter Scorpio. And Scorpio transits have a really fun, and I put fun in quotation marks, way of really just dredging up some of the most difficult and harmful things um within ourselves um and within the collective as well again remember not ending at our fingertips back last year when jupiter entered jupiter the planet of like justice and like law um 
and beliefs. Uh, we saw the beginning of the Me Too movement, um, and we saw a, an uptick in the talk and conversation about, and this is trigger warning, I'm sorry if I didn't say that earlier, um, of, you know, sexual abuse and sexual trauma. Um, seeing that conversation really kind of start and seeing it kind of like the pot kind of like boil over within, you know, Hollywood and lots of the different spheres in which that are very like visible to us. And so now at the end of that transit, we see an uptick as we understand that or what's revealed to us. And the really big thing with Scorpio stuff is the idea of secrets and things being revealed um, that not only um, are the is you know the the stars right Hollywood the things that we look up to the celebrities not only is that world um, just disgusting and and <laughs> and terrible in in every way and especially in terms of the way that women um, I'm not even going to say women um, but people are treated um, it's not only there but it's also within our political system as well but this isn't anything that we haven't seen or known before I think all this still have to do the um, the episode about 45 in our country eventually I'll get there um not only that but you know it's it's there it's everywhere it's you know that's I feel like that was the 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 end lesson or end understanding that we had to come to with this transit is like yo it's it's literally everywhere this is this is our culture this is what it's like it's not to be hidden like this is very representative of the world that we live in this is very representative of the country that we live in these are the values of our country see it look look it's right there it's not hidden look at it um and so also kind of seeing that in being paralleled within venus retrograde um, and it not necessarily being more about the political kind of implicate or the implications that it has on us in terms of, you know, our political landscape and things like that. Of course, that's the case. But I think given the way that it's turned out, it's more of an understanding of what we can personally do when we are talking about personal planets, Venus, right? It's about the tools that we can utilize to tackle the larger issues, right? That's the the Jupiter, the the Saturn, the Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, all of those really big lessons that really take time to really work through and really get to a place where we can, again, like kind of like create the, the solutions or the, you know, create ultimately the society and the world and the collective that we all kind of want right or the collective that we that we wish to see um and so venus being a tool in order to do that and so i not only did i see of course how much pain um this has caused so many people including myself it's it's damn near impossible to sit there and watch the way that they talk to dr ford to sit there and watch how big of a fucking joke the idea of women um, and the autonomy that we have over our bodies is, you know. And so it just, again, not only it, it not only being about that, but also what can we take away from that moment? Um, 
Anne Ortley, again, I mention her her podcast all the time. If you haven't listened, listen to the last couple weeks that she's had um, where she talked about the astrology of, I mean, if you can or if you would like to, um, the astrology of not only this case, but also Anita Hill, right? This is not a new story. This is something that we've seen before. Um, And talking about how what that did was it spurred so many more women to run for office. So now more than ever, we see women stepping into these positions of authority and saying, yo, this shit is not okay. I'm going to do something about this. My voice will be heard. Never again will this happen. Um, Unfortunately, it keeps happening. Um, And so what is it that we can take away from this moment? What is it that we can take from this being this part of ourselves? And again, it's very different for everyone else. I'm sorry that I'm making it just specifically about, um, you know, sexual trauma. I know, again, as I say in every episode, trauma is very different for each person and varying levels of intensity. This is just what I can relate to and it's also what I can see that lots of people are relating to so that's the way that I'm talking about it so seeing and understanding you know oh I've lost my train of thought um what is it how can we transmute this how can we turn um our pain and our trauma into something that is great and something that can really help destroy some of the systems and patterns and behaviors within our country. Those are all of the things that this is echoing to. This is also talking about the ways and the things that have hurt you, um, things that you see reflected, um, whether it's on the national stage or in the relationships that you have with other people that indicate a flaw in, I don't want to say a flaw, but a flaw in the way that you view yourself um, and the way and your ability to harmonize and balance your life and ultimately balance yourself, right? And so I don't want to keep talking forever. I do want to finish by reading something. Um, the So, you know, I love Jane Rudyard. I love reading, you know, Chandra symbols. And I when I tell you I read this shit earlier, Today, the you know, it's the description of the degrees. You know, I, again, this ties very well with the beginning of the episode in terms of the path that we're working towards as we're working towards the, you know, the last stretch of, of the Zodiac, right? Only to start it all over again. Um, I, the starting degree of um, is uh, 10 degrees. I think 10 degrees, 58 minutes um, of the, uh, what's it called? of the retrograde. And so if you haven't read the um, Dane Rudyard's book before, um, and you look it up, so when you're looking at the degree, um, unless it's in this, again, I'm getting kind of jargony. So when you're looking at the degree of the the sign, um, if there's minutes, so if it's five, let's say it's five degrees Aries, zero minutes, you would then read five degrees right if it's anything above that so anything above five degrees in zero minutes so like five degrees one minute all the way up to um the next degree which would be six degrees everything in between that you would be reading for the next degree up so that being said um since it is 
10 degrees 58 seconds Scorpio I do have to read um what's it called uh the 11th degree um and I will also close by reading the closing degree of this as well um and notice that this is going to be with our cycle of a retrograde the end degree of the retrograde of the actual retrograde cycle is also our starting point right we went from that point to one point we go backwards all the way to that starting point again all the to make our way back to where the retrograde first started right and and that is when we clear the shadow that is where we work through those things and can move on to the next um uh chapter per se in that sign um Right. And again, we're doing that until January of next year. So we have so much time to sit in our feelings and, you know, rue over our personal traumas. <laughs> right. Woo. Fun. Um, and so a Scorpio 11 degrees, a drowning man is being rescued. Um, the keynote being the deep concern of the social group for the safety of individuals. Um, and whoo, I'm going to try not to cry. Um, and so that was very evident um, in seeing that this man who has sexually assaulted someone, who has raped someone, being nominated to be a Supreme Court justice, to be, I don't mean to make people upset or angry or take them through the cycle again. If you have to stop this podcast, I understand um, because it is harmful to, you know, re-listen to and, and relive that is this hell of an experience over and over again. Um, to see that happen um, and to put their self um, on the line um, because they see that in this happening, we're all drowning, right? Uh, for Dr. Ford to say, you know, now is the time for me to step up and talk about this thing, not just for myself, but for everyone, um, for the entire country, for every woman, for every man, for every child um, who has been the victim of this type of situation, um, for everyone who does not want to see someone like that have the ability to control our fucking lives, right? Um, reaching out um, and saying, you know, this isn't, I'm putting my life on the line for you, right? And it's not even her, of course, her actual physical life, but all of the things and the stigma that comes uh, with coming out as a survivor, right? Um, and all of the the shame and the doubt that people will place upon you because people just don't fucking believe women, right? And so seeing that that is a risk, um, knowing that this may not go the way that she would like it to go, I think, unfortunately, lots of us thought this situation would turn out exactly the way that it did. Um, but knowing that this moment and that this thing means so much more than that, standing before not just our country but standing before the world and being a voice for so many people um not saying not just women because it's not just women unfortunately you know um it being a voice for all of those people and saying I am on your side and I see 
why it matters to tell this story and I hope that it inspires you to tell your story and you've seen so many women um so many people come forward in the last couple of weeks being just extremely honest and vulnerable about this part of themselves and this thing that they've had um to overcome right and from there that being a place where we can empower women um and we can empower each other to really stand in our truth and again transform and turn it into something great now what that thing is what that thing is for you personally or what that thing is for us collectively I don't know what that is yet I don't think I think it's going to take a while for us to figure out what that is um but ultimately knowing that you know again the deep concern of the social group for the safety of individuals and so again I'm sorry I keep using so again over and over and over again (laughs) uh it being about connecting, um, connecting with one another so that we can get ready to show up for one another um, in order to create the society that we want. That's what this is. Uh, the next part of, or the breakdown of the symbol, the symbol should be interpreted as revealing the basic feelings of a relationship between the individual and his fellow man. What is pictured is the expression of this relationship rather than the experience of the person who carelessly perhaps ventured far too far beyond his depth and then was given a second chance to live a man risks his life to save another this is love based on a sense of responsibility produced by a vivid sense of interrelatedness sustained by this love the individual may be more secure in venturing forth but this assurance can also lead to unwarranted daring and trust this is the first stage of the 45th sequence of five symbolic phases it it pictures the concern of the social whole for any one of its parts. Even if this concern is merely the spontaneous act of rescue performed by a chance bystander, the humanitarianism thus displayed has deep cultural roots. That is the degree um, that our retrograde started in. On November 16th, uh the venus retrograde will end um at 25 degrees libra based on the rules that i said earlier i'm going to read libra at 26 degrees an eagle and a large white dove change into each other the interaction of the spiritual will of the love principle when critical needs arise The sequence of symbols concluding the Libra phase of the cycle deals with problems met by the seeker for the fulfillment of the higher life of relationship. Implied here is a kind of yang-yin interplay. When the circle encompassing both principles rotates fast, they appear to change into each other. Consciousness operates beyond duality because the polarized energies of the soul or spirit will and love through ever distinct work for a single purpose. This is the first stage of the 42nd five-fold set of symbolic phases. It represents a new higher approach to use of, to the use of polarized forces within the personality, which has been ever so little transformed and operating within a new framework. The key word adeptness fits this phase but there are many levels to adeptship. So in, you know, we're only a couple days in, we have basically until next year to figure this thing out. 
And when I say we, I'm talking about, well, everybody. But in terms of what this thing is, remember, it could be one thing. It could be a very small thing. It, it varies from person to person, of course. But really take seriously the time that you have to look through this. So the questions to kind of ask yourself, what are the experiences you share with other people? Not just positive experience you share with people but some of the traumatic parts of your human experiences that can oftentimes make you feel alone right um and where in your daily life have you been reminded that you are not think of that um and think about the ways that that can push you to be brave enough to stand in to transmute Um, this pain and this thing into something that can be utilized as a tool not only to better self but to better the world because it's it's always that deep again interconnectedness Um, every little part of yourself affects every single part of us right Um, what are the things that shape the way that you value and view yourself um, and how you show up in the world um Venus ruled houses the the second house right um the physicality of self the if you listen back in other episodes where I break down each sign and the response it is from each one this is um Taurus this is I I be I manifest right how you physically appear in this world how you physically show up and how that is valued right um in you know in the last kind of couple of weeks as this thing has rude, I have seen this become an amazing opportunity for so many women to come together. Weekend before last, we had the March for Black Women. Um, this weekend, we had women, well, just during this entire shadow period, right, has been insane. Women running up in elevators saying, yo, you, we need somebody to look at this. Like, it is not fair for us to let this thing just kind of fall under the fucking radar like you have to pay attention to this you have to look this you have to see this I had a friend who went to the national mall on Saturday I believe it was women everywhere telling their stories um coming together um being able to see and share their pain with another but what that's going to do is that's going to transform into something amazing and that's going to transform into something great something that we might see on november 6th yeah is that election day um i think it's my responsibility since you're listening to say if you have not registered to fucking vote go fucking register to vote um and make sure that you show the fuck up um on your election day I am going to, you should too. That's the the least we could fucking do for each other, right? That's the least we could do. Um, Do that. Um, And if you voted for Trump, you can stop listening to this shit right now because this is not fucking for you. Um, If you do not believe women, um, if you are not an, an ally to victims of sexual trauma and assault, you can get the fuck out of here because, again, this is not for you. It's not. It's not. Um, it, it's just too... <laughs> shit is too serious to, to kind of let these things go back. Um, again, a tangent uh, from anger. Woo! 
Um, but uh, the key word, again, I'm so sorry to going back to this. You've got to rewind to listen to what I said. Um, the key word being adeptness. So what does it mean to be adept? It means to become very skilled and proficient, to be an expert. Be an expert on your own pain and trauma. As weird as that fucking sounds. Understand exactly what it is. Understand exactly where it comes from. Because when you can do that, that is when you can heal. That is when you can overcome it. And more importantly, that is when you can turn it into something um, that can be used, again, to better yourself and to better this world. All right. Um, So I'm going to leave you all with that. Thank you so much for listening. I'm very excited to publish my next episode because I get to finally fucking talk about this thing that I've been wanting to fucking talk about since I published the first fucking episode. Um, The next episode, it may be about Scorpio season. It may not. It probably won't because there's so much other fun stuff to talk about. You can go on Twitter or anywhere the fuck else to listen to somebody talk about Scorpio season. Anybody, everybody will be fucking doing it, right? Since Scorpios are so fucking mysterious. I'm rolling my eyes right now because they're really not. Um, they think they are. Um, no shade. <laughs> um, but I'll be talking about, I promise this is what the episode is going to be. I'm not lying to you guys. Um, we're going to be talking about North Node, South Node, um, moving into Cancer and Capricorn, respectively, um, as well as the amazing Jupiter and Sagittarius transit that will be happening in the month of fucking November. That may not be the next episode, but it's definitely going to be an episode that's published within the next month. I realize it's the beginning of October, but I'm just really excited because I've been waiting to talk about this thing. Um, but yeah. Um, if you have suggestions or things that you want to hear that you'd like to talk about or anything else, you can always feel free to contact me. Um, I'm a friendly person, as many people have discovered. Um, you, woman, you on Twitter and on Instagram. I feel like I'm kind of slowly becoming better at Instagram. I'm also really not. Um, and that's also okay. Um... If you would like to book a reading, um, feel free to, again, DM me. I do tarot and astrology readings. Um, I think I might do some sort of special for Halloween. Um, I haven't completely decided yet. I'll probably publish another episode before Halloween, but don't hold me to that. Um... If I do, I'll say there. If not, I'll just say, like, on my Twitter or on my Instagram or whatever, whatever the fucking, like, deal or discount or, ooh, yeah, discount, fun words, right, Um, will be for that. All right? Again, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to share. Be sure to follow or subscribe. Whatever the the words or phrases are for whatever platform you fucking listen to this for. Um, Thank you for your support. Love you guys. Talk to you soon.